following is a podcast from Brandon. Hey guys, what's up? This is Brandon Lewis from Brandon's World Air. And coming up next on the podcast, I have my best friend, Andrew Becca. You guys know me. He's been in the studio with us a bunch of times. Of course, during this coronavirus outbreak, there has been another one. I thought we'd bring on Andrew Becca just to go on and go and shoot the shit. We're talking about Vice City and other GTA stuff. We're going to be talking about what we've been doing to keep ourselves busy during this coronavirus outbreak and NFL news. So make sure you stay tuned. Brandon's World. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and the boys, you are listening live here to Brandon's World. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me the one... And the only Mr. Andrew Becca. Andrew, how are you, my good pal? I am doing good. I am social distancing, doing my part in society, unlike some people. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you guys can probably tell, we are practicing our social distancing. We are not in the same room together. Uh, unfortunately, we are about five minutes away from each other by car. Uh, not even, depending on traffic. <laughs> But with that being said, uh, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, since I've been doing these daily podcasts uh, this past week, trying to give you guys some material when it comes to, you know, the fact that we don't have any sports on at all except for wrestling without a live crowd, which has been pretty difficult to go through. I figured, you know, why not just bring on Andrew today and, you know, as they would say in the wrestling business, uh, we'll shoot the shit. Um, you know, we'll talk about some shit for a half an hour to an hour. I don't really know how long it's going to go. We'll break it up into two days and, um, call it a day. So, you know, we, we both certainly hope that all of you guys out there are safe. And, uh, with that being said, Andrew, do you, do you want to, do you have a topic in mind or anything that you want to kind of kick us off with? Uh, well, let's probably start off with the inevitable, why we are staying at least, you know, five minutes away from each other i think that would be a good thing to start considering that's what everybody's freaking out about <laughs> yes considering the fact that we have this this pandemic called COVID 19 which is literally stripped away society it, it it really has and it's so crazy because i remember um you and i'm sure you remember too with the swine flu remember that like ten, it was 10 years ago now yeah <laughs> I, I remember but i never thought it was a big deal I didn't either. I think it. I think it had to do because we were both. Uh, we were both eleven years old at the time, and naturally, we just didn't care. We were pretty much focused on uh, whatever was going on next in our little fantasy world. I was really excited for the Dark Knight Rises, and I was excited about, uh, you know, what else was happening that year. Um, oh yeah, hoping LeBron didn't leave the Cavs. This is how long ago the swine flu was. So, yeah, we haven't had something. We've never had something like this. The last time something remotely close to this happened was 1918. And I was telling my grandma this because she lives out. She lives about 45 minutes away from where we are. We're in Cleveland, Ohio. And so I was asking her, I'm like, do you need me to get you anything? You know, because I don't want her going out and potentially getting this. So I'm like, if you need anything from the store, I'll come over and drop it off for you. I was telling her she's like because she was because she's uh, in her 70s. She's almost 80. And she was saying, she's like, I've never seen anything like this. And I said, well, the only people that have seen anything like this, you know, are are all dead because something like this happened 102 years ago. So we don't have any experience like this. This isn't like a war. And the people who were still alive during World War II or Vietnam are saying, OK, well, this is normal. How it should start. You know, we'll be fine as long as this happens. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. <laughs> 
Right. And I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know what? I, I think the worst part about this all is not only the fact that we are social distancing, but the fact that literally almost everything in society is canceled, which means there's nothing on TV, which means there's nothing to do. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's well, that's actually that's a big part. But I'll tell you, that's not the worst part. The worst part is the people not following the social distancing at all. The people that are stupid saying, oh, well, it won't get me. Oh, I'm young. I'm 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 fine. I work out every day. I eat healthy every day. That doesn't fucking matter. There was a 17 year old who died in L.A. of uh, coronavirus, a two year old, I believe, has it here in Ohio, which Ohio is, you know, as some of you may know, if you're if you've been living under a rock and don't know for the past three weeks, Ohio has been at least in you know, I think what are they the top three of cases in the United States behind uh, California and New York. I think I saw something like that. I, I don't think we're that big, but I think we're in the top five, at least top ten. Yeah. Oh, top ten, I think, for sure. Because it started here quick, quickly because it went to Washington State, then uh, California, then New York, and then here. It's, always, it's weird how that shit always happens. Because it happened with Ebola. Remember that? When we had it here, there was only like three confirmed cases in, like, I think, like, Texas and New York, and then all of a sudden we fucking got it. <laughs> okay, so we're for sure in the top ten because DC is higher than us and Michigan is higher than us. Uh Illinois is also higher than us along with New York and California. So Yeah, I keep forgetting those are the states that didn't take it seriously. It's good. It, we really are lucky that our governor really decided to wise up. You know, I mean there were like like that like like that governor from West Virginia, I was telling you about him where he was telling people don't be alarmed by the coronavirus and he literally says he's like if you want to go to bob evans and eight you can go to bob evans and eight i don't care and literally like two days later they finally had a coronavirus case yeah i mean you know i think many people no matter what side you're on democrat republican moderate independent i think many people are starting to realize that a and you know, not that our Senate and House are doing anything about this, especially the Senate, but at least our local politicians and governors are saying, hey, you know, now is the time where we put aside party lines and let's get people, you know, well, healthy, food, you know, may, yeah. maybe this will eventually bring people closer together, though I, I doubt it. I actually think it's someone bringing us further apart. I imagine that in this world. I, I think one of the things that this uh, COVID-19 has really done, and, you know, this happens, we've been talking about this all the time, this happens when tragedies come out, it really shows you who the true people are in this world, and when we have a lot of good people in this world, there's also a lot of bad people. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that, you know, and we see this all the time during times of crisis and everything, you know, I mean, I, I guarantee you probably after 9-11 in New York City, people were keeping their doors unlocked, which is unheard of in that city. You know, you lock your doors if you go out for five minutes, you know. So I'm not saying unlock your doors, but I'm just saying it's probably it, it, once people once this is over I, and people are kind of appreciative, I think people are going to be very appreciative of life. Uh, I think we're going to see probably people a little more happier. And everything like that it'll happen for a while but then i think we'll return to our normal americanized asshole selves <laughs> so how do you go into go into go into paris and being like hey there's taco bell here i don't see anything good and <laughs> being like just just being those of those kind of americans where where when they just see you getting off the plane everybody in the airport just goes Ugh. 
<laughs> so how do you think this uh, coronavirus is going to impact society once it eventually ends, whether that's in May, June, July, or God forbid if it lasts all the way to August? Uh, how, how do you think, if it if at all, is this going to impact the way our daily lives move going forward? I don't know about daily lives. I think some things will change. I think it'll really change how we fly again, which is just fucking fabulous because it's already not a pain in the ass to go to the airport. Um, it's already you know it's already bad enough that you have to have some creep pat your balls down to make sure that you don't that you didn't smuggle a bomb in there because yeah because because uh, because uh, a fat white dude wearing a Nirvana shirt definitely is the prime suspect for this shit. I'm sorry. If you you never flown, so you don't get the frustrations that you ha- that I have here. It sucks. No, it's- but I hear stories all the time. Yes. So if this makes it worse, that we have to go through CSA, take off our shoes, take a, put our shit through a conveyor belt, walk through, have the guy oh oh, oh your your zipper buzz uh bugged uh buzzed on the thing. Come over here. Let me patch it down. If it results in like them like taking our temperatures or some shit and being like, hold on, gotta get a better reading, it's just gonna make everything worse. But a positive that I can see coming from that is that they finally clean the fucking planes. I don't know if you've ever flown with Delta. It's like flying on a flying bus. Okay, they are filthy. My tray table was sticky, and it was just everything like everything just felt gross on that airline. So I'm hoping that maybe that means that they'll finally like air out the planes, get some fresh air in there instead of recycle there, and really wipe down the seats and the handlebar. I think they do, but I, th- I just don't think they really do enough. I think this might make them finally start doing more, which I would really like because planes are gross. Uh, I'm sorry, folks, if you hear me laughing in the background. That was funny. That was uh, <laughs> that was a quality rant right there, Brandon. Once you went the day that you start flying, the first time you fly, you're either going to be really nervous or you're going to be like, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe we were in Cleveland. And now two hours later, we're in Miami. You know, it's shit like the novelty wears off after the second time. If the second flight, your third time, you're kind of like, son of a bitch. Can we just move this fucking line, please? Oh, great. The pl- oh, great. The plane's delayed 15 minutes for what? More bullshit. Like, it's literally that's how it gets. You just start getting like. Ugh. <laughs> So, like, in, in terms of, like, so, so let's talk about contact with people. We know a lot of people obviously shake hands. I think it's natural that people, you know, reach out their hands and shake hands when you meet somebody for the first time. Do you yeah. think in terms of, like, contacting people, like, hugging strangers randomly or shaking strangers' hands, you think that changes because of this uh, COVID-19? It might for a while. Uh, I don't know about in the long term because I think if we keep doing like that elbow bump that they're trying to initiate, people are just going to go like, this is stupid. And then it's just going to start shaking hands again. Um, but for now, it's going to be weird. I don't think we're going to be shaking hands with people, hugging people that much. I mean, I only really hug my family members now. I mean, I kind of did in the first place because I'm not a creep. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think it'll really change anything beyond that but what we have now but for now just don't touch anybody <laughs> yeah you know it's so weird and i don't know if you've been thinking about this too but i don't know maybe it's just because psychologically it's like ugh. but now every time when i'm watching these old tv shows and these old reruns of shows or even new shows that come on and i see people like 
shaking hands, like even like way before, like 20 years before or whenever this, you know, COVID-19 happened. I just see people shaking hands and I'm like, oh, God, they're passing germs. Uh, I know. I, I've been watching because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of TV that, you know, you can watch now. So I've been uh, watching one of my favorite uh, TV shows of all time. It is on Netflix and I've recommended it to you. And I'm sure that you'll cave because we're all running out of shit to watch. Um, that 70s show. Well, there's parts in the basement where they're all sitting in the circle smoking weed. And I'm like, okay, they're passing shit around. They're spreading germs. Just like just like how we were warned not to. They're literally telling people don't share cigarettes and don't share joints and shit. So, yeah, there's shit like that that's just not relevant right now. Obviously, it takes place in the 70s, so it's not relevant. But, you know shit that they're doing back then and touching each other it's like it is it is weird right now but i I think it'll normalize right um so in in terms of you know trying to keep busy i know that we have both obviously talked on on xbox live and certainly you know from text uh it's been a little bit hard to uh to to try and you know stay busy uh i've been trying out new modes in, in madden because that's like the only other game i play besides that and then i've been trying to get into vice city a little bit uh which those missions are too goddamn hard well and you're playing the ps uh you're, you're playing the original ps2 version right yeah i i bought um i bought uh san andreas and Vice City on PS4. You can do a thing with the digital downloading where you can buy um, some old PS2 games on there. And I did notice that the missions are a little easier, so I think they made it easier on the new on the uh, current gen consoles than they did the old ones. Because I remember all the old GTA games being hard as fuck. Because yeah. I finally beat GTA San Andreas on the PS4 and was like, huh, I wonder why I was able to do that. And it was like it <laughs> felt because and it felt like the missions were kind of like easier. <laughs> but it's the same game. I don't get it. Yeah, but they can go in and change like a little little things like um, the aggressiveness of the cops and stuff like that. Um, well, you know what I've noticed since I started playing Vice City a little bit is how bad the driving is in that game. Oh, I know. God damn, these people don't know how to drive their freaking cars. They just run into me, and then I'm trying to complete a mission, and then these people don't stop, which, which means I have to run them over, which means the cops come chasing after me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, and that and that map is so small too. Like compared, like like I know for the time that was a groundbreaking GTA. I get it. That game came out in what two thousand two, I believe two thousand three. I'm not and, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I know San Andreas came out in 04. But that map. Check here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. My city released in October twenty seventh, two thousand and two. Ah, all right. I knew it. Um. But yeah, like that map is so small. Like I'll play it. Like the music in there is incredible. 80s uh, Miami during the 80s is, you know, an awesome coke fueled uh, fun, happy, fun place. I mean, literally, if you were a coke addict and you had the money, Miami was your place to go in the 80s. Um, I mean, I, I take you've never seen Scarface. No, that's what Vice City's pretty kind of based on. The uh, I don't know if you've gotten this far in the game, and I'll spoil it for you because this game is nearly twenty years old. Um, you can there's a certain point in the story where you defeat one of the drug lords or something, and you unlock this mansion in Vice City. Well, the inside interior is almost identical to the final shootout uh, of 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 the mansion in the final shootout of Scarface. Oh damn! 
yeah. And the whole movie of Scarface is about this guy becoming a drug kingpin with cocaine and shit like that. It's a very, very amazing movie. Yeah, I just finished the mission where like you're 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 up in this helicopter and you have to shoot down like what what like these gang members and shit. I I I might have done that. I I I don't really. I haven't. Pl- I don't play Vice City as much as you do. It's not my favorite GTA game. San Andreas is, but whenever I do try to play G- uh, Vice City, I always do end up trying to because I like grinding out the missions because I like beating uh, stories and shit. I just get. I just say fuck it and I just quit because it's so damn hard. Plus, yeah. they don't have the thing. I don't think they could do the thing where you could like start like halfway through a mission or anything. You had to. You had to. You had to actually restart. The entire mission if you failed it it's what yeah. i really like about the new gta games if you fuck up like towards the end they're like oh well you can just start back here at this channel right. or or after, after like three or four times unsuccessful they're just like pass the mission yeah or do you remember i don't uh i don't they did this in vice city but it was a pain in the ass in santa in san andreas i think if you failed the mission and you were far away from like the starting point you would have to go drive or fly all the way back to the place where the mission started and restarted it. There was no like like GTA Four. I think was the first one to introduce this. Where if you failed the mission, you were on the other side of the map. The thing would just go on your phone. It would say like, replay this mission, and you would hit that on your phone, and it would take you back to the place where you last fucked up. So Vice City has a taxi that you get into. Um, so like if, if if you fail a mission, uh, and you're still in the game and you didn't quit. You can get in a taxi, and it'll take you back to the place where the mission starts, and then you have to restart the mission and replay it all over again. Oh, yeah, I didn't know about the taxi part, but I know the restarting the restarting the entire mission is what's a pain in the ass with me. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, especially when their missions are so goddamn hard, and you can barely get past the beginning. Oh, I know, and the guys that are shooting can't shoot for shit, so you got to waste all of your ammo by firing it, and then because it's got the old um, arcade. Uh, firing style yep. you can't do that thing where you just break the window and stick your gun out the window and just start shooting and you can still see the road you got to do that shit remember that shit where you would put hold uh, r2 or l2 and you would have to shoot drive-by style the old gta yeah. oh my god oh my god if any younger kids who like gta who just play gta 5 the old gta games were like fucking chess games you had if you fucked up that was it you you were lucky if you were able to uh, survive that one little bad move. They were very, very hard games. Yeah, but I, I think they made that intentional because, you know, like back in the day, like in Vice City, you don't even have a GPS. You have to freaking guess basically where where the freaking point is. Be very good yep. at photography, which I'm not good at. Pause the map and look and say, like, okay, well, I think that's why I'm so good with maps and directions <laughs> is because you'd have to fucking pause it and be like, Okay, well, if I go down that road straight, make a left, get on that bridge, and then I should probably be there. Like, you would have to literally fucking plan your trip before you would head to a mission or a certain location in Vice City. It was unbelievable. At least in San Andreas, they they gave you the little uh, red dot that you could point up, put, uh, put on the map. That helped <laughs> a lot. <laughs> in Vice City, they, they have a pink dot, and it's on the side. It's just you can't mark it. So you just had to be very good at geography and keep watching it. And the tra- traffic is so bad, like I said, and those cops are so fucking annoying. Because you you literally steal a car in that game. And if a cop is walking up the street, they see it and they go after you. I know. Well, that's kind of their job. 
But it's a video game. I know. I know. Unrealistic. This isn't simulation like like the new console. I mean, this is supposed to be arcade. I know. Do you remember in uh, GTA 4, uh, their online, you would used to be able to turn off cops? That was so awesome because we could just go in there and fuck around. We would blow up shit and oh, kill each other. Oh, we went in there. How many countless hours did we oh. spend fucking each other up in that game? Oh, I know. And it was so great because you didn't have to worry about cops at all. Like, they were in the game. Like, you could still steal the their police cars and shit, I believe. But they, would, they wouldn't do anything. And it was awesome because that's what San Andreas had. Uh, there was a cheat where um, it was never wanted. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted and never get a wanted level. <laughs> Yeah, that's not Vice City. Vice City doesn't even have invincibility. I try to look that up. They don't have that. No. Uh, yeah, San Andreas is the greatest game of all time when it comes to cheat codes. Because, I mean, how many times? I mean, you, you can't name any other games where you can get a jetpack, make everybody dress up, uh, make, make everybody dress up uh, in BDSM wear. Um, everybody can be hookers. And you can drive around in a militarized Humvee while having two uh, Uzis in your hand firing out the window. You can't do that in modern day games. And I don't think a game has come close to having that combination of cheats ever. <laughs> no. So with that being said, I know that we've talked about this. It would have been you had mentioned to me before we got in the air that it is awesome well, the GTA 6 may be released here very soon. Uh, what would be your wish list in terms of GTA 6? What, what do you want to see as a huge GTA fan? Well, first of all, these are just rumors coming from Reddit, and it's just that they're going to announce it. Um, GTA rumors are very, very hard to pinpoint whether they're accurate or not. Any any kind of Rockstar universe, because every because people who like Rockstar games are the same people that like South Park and shit like that. You're gonna you're gonna run into people who want to fuck with people on the internet, and that's what happens with Rockstar games. So I don't know how accurate this is, but the guy gave a pretty compelling argument. So I'll 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 trust him, but I don't believe him that much. Uh, but if it is going to be announced today, and my wish lists, I would absolutely love the idea of having it set maybe in the '80s again. Uh, Vice City is obvious that needs to be the city. Where we've we've had we've had Liberty City reimagined in HD, we've had Los Santos reimagined in HD. Everybody wants Vice City, and why not? Miami's awesome anytime, at any time except for the seventies. But eighties Miami, nineties Miami, two thousands Miami, two thousand tens Miami, present day Miami is really just awesome. You can do anything with it. Um, so, but there is a very there is a very hot rumor floating around for and it's probably going to be true is that the map is going to have liberty city vice city and uh like the caribbean and south america and the whole point is going to be obviously going to be taking drugs in south america and shit like that probably like the show narcos which was about uh pablo escobar and the cali cartels and all those people in colombia during the 90s so i'm sure they'll base something off of that because gta 5 was very heavily based off of breaking bad and uh, GTA 4, a little bit was based off of The Sopranos, the part when you'd have to um, meet with, like, Pegarino and those guys. Uh, both of those shows I'm a huge fan of, as I am with Narcos, so that would be awesome. That would be my uh, big wish list. And if it does take place 
after the 80s, say in the 90s or even present day time, give us a goddamn grunge station. Please. We just want to hear some Nirvana while we're blowing shit up. And give us the Melville back. The what? The Melville, my favorite place from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I'm sure that'll be in there. It, it, if, it's, if it's present time, it'll either be it'll be completely changed, obviously. Or if they go back to the '80s, I'm sure it'll look just like an updated version of uh, the one from Vice City. Oh, that yeah. would be so cool. Yep. Now, now I I wish that they would give us back cheat codes, but I know that's obviously not that realistic in terms of modern day gaming. Which uh, the more and more you you look at it, especially for for a game like GTA where it's solely based off not realistic expectations, uh, they don't really work for these new modern consoles, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, well, the thing is, um, yeah, some of the stories were kind of absurd. Um, like, like, Vice City is obviously very heavily based off Scarface. I mean, they don't even try to hide that shit. You're literally living in the mansion where Tony Montana was killed at the end. Spoiler <laughs> alert again. I'm sorry. It's almost, The movie's almost 40 years old. If you haven't seen it by now, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that includes you, Brandon. Okay, that movie is really good. <laughs> but, the intensity um, in which you said that was so strict and serious. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like a it's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> it's a long movie though. I don't think you would have the patience to sit through it. Yeah, I don't even have the patience to sit for a half an hour movie. Yeah. Unless I'm really in the mood. You gotta be in the mood to watch a movie. Yeah, I showed you uh, yeah, that's true. But I show I remember I show, I wanted to get a reaction from you on Xbox Live. This is how bored we are. I, I sent I sent you the uh Batman scene from the Dark Knight, uh, where the Joker, or uh, where uh, Batman's interrogating the Joker, which many consider to be the, one of the greatest movie in superhero scene history, or uh, the greatest scene in superhero uh, movie history. You know, I, and you're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it was scary a little bit. It's like, it's like I'm, I had to explain to you that the Joker got into Batman's head, and he completely mind fucked him to the point where he just like lost his shit. And you're just like, eh, okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's tough times, so man. I, we ain't got nothing else to do. I know. Well, at least the NFL is acting like nothing's happening. I think that's so typical of them, really. Which, just by like, the way, my my Eagles, as of today, the day that we're recording this on Wednesday. I know you guys won't be able to see this part one till tomorrow. But my Eagles just signed Nicole Roby Coleman to a one-year No shit. Yes, they did. Wow, that's a great signing. He is projected to be the new slot corner uh, next to Darius Slay on the outside. And then corner number two, I'm hearing it might be Avante Maddox, which I would like to see. And then maybe Sidney Jones, Razul Douglas, that fourth, fifth corner spot. Uh, Craven LeBlanc will be in there too. So, you know, it's not all bad in our secondary. Like how dumbass Eagles fans think it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the Browns were char- were targeting uh, Roby Coleman. Oh, really? Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, I think that w- he would have been awesome working with uh, Greedy and Denzel. I agree. Well, you know, hopefully he can work with Sidney fucking Jones. <laughs> well, Sidney Jones is good. It's just he can't stop getting hurt. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, literally, that was what I told you. You're like, oh, we got to steal. This guy was projected. I'm like, this dude tore his, this dude blew his Achilles out. Literally the first pivot that he did. 
during like his like his workout to be a top 10 pick of the draft yeah i know but i told you i'm like there's something off about a guy who blows his entire his entire heel out after doing one little stomp in the grass like i know he probably would have gotten hurt in training camp by then but like i don't know i just remember seeing that and being like that dude is made of tissue paper like that's not like i wouldn't really want that like i know the like the it, it was it was uh low risk high reward and so far, you're kind of getting a mediocre return. No, I I agree. But if you look at it at the same time, some ways to own his first year when he didn't even play, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, so that's true. Our second round pick that we drafted didn't even play in the year that we won the Super Bowl. And now, you know, obviously we are getting a little bit older. That's why we're trying to reshape the roster a little bit, which some fans don't understand. They're still wondering how come we haven't we haven't signed a wide receiver yet. Uh, you know, there, there's something Gee, Eagles fans well. because it's probably a very strong draft for it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I and would there's not, no good receivers left. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised at this point, And I'm, I'm just saying, um, there is a possibility. I think it's highly unlikely because I think that they will go with a defensive lineman or some kind of secondary in the second round. But there is a possibility that the Eagles, with their first two picks in the draft, could pick both wide receivers. I've seen. I I, I could see that, and I and I've talked to you about this. If you guys really want, if you guys really want like a franchise receiver, somebody that Wentz can like really rely on, you guys would trade up um, and draft uh, Jerry Judy from Alabama. I think this dude is going to be the next big thing at wide receiver. So I've read two things over the last couple of days, and one is that the reason why the Eagles have not signed a wide receiver yet is more because they want to go through the draft, they want to go to a youth movement, and they also don't want to take a risk with a guy who is now like Sean Jeffrey, who's becoming a pain in the ass. Uh, they they want a guy whose personality meshes with Carson Wentz, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing I have read, and this is going to be a problem, is that where we stand right now is pick 21 in the draft. And there's teams like Carolina, the Giants, the Jaguars, hell, even the Dolphins uh, in front of us that are more Jets than likely. Uh, the Jets, who are more than likely going to probably take a wide receiver. That's why I'm saying guys should probably trade up if you want a really good one. But the question is. If you trade up, how much do you want to give up? Because we still have, like I said, even with the dirtiest play, we still have our first-round pick, our second-round pick, our third-round pick, you know, our fourth-round pick, a couple of them, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. The question is going to be, um, you, you know, and as I've talked to you a lot about this, my team is starting to get old. You can see it on the offensive line. You can see it on the defensive line. So how much do you want to give up when, in fact, you're trying to retool the roster and still remain in contention? I I keep comparing this, and I've told you this multiple times. I keep comparing this to the Seattle Seahawks. If you remember when the Seahawks went to those two Super Bowls, Super Bowl 48 and 49, of course, the one where Malcolm Butler famously picked off Russell Wilson at the goal line. After that... They kind of retooled for one to two years, and they won like what eight, nine games. But they really yeah, there were talks of uh, 
them potentially firing Pete Carroll because apparently because I remember there was a report that he lost the locker room because wasn't that during the national anthem controversy and it wasn't uh, Richard Sherman was still on the team Michael Bennett was there and I'm not saying they were causing problems but they were doing some dumb shit that was really taken away from you know like you know their their regular football activities right I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say like they were doing like like you know, oh, they were doing community work. They should have been, you know, having their nose buried in a playbook. Because I remember they would say they would say some dumb shit, and then they trash Pete Carroll whenever he would say that we really do need to focus on football. So yeah, maybe you guys do need to get rid of some of the like you like all oh, Sean Jeffrey. How you mentioned how he's being a real prick. You know, I mean, you might you might be smart to get rid of him. I think at this point, all Sean will either be traded or released by the start of next season. Is it that is it that bad that they'd be willing to take a hit, take the hit on his contract and release him? I I believe from what from a couple of stories that I've read, I think it's that bad. Wow, that's crazy. Because wasn't he he was I mean he was a huge reason why you guys were Super Bowl champions. I will tell you, this is what happened. Do you so, have an Alshon jersey? Wait, do you have an Alshon Jeffrey no, jersey or shirt? Okay, good. <laughs> and as you guys know, my my jersey selection is cursed. Um, yes, but so he, here is what happened. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey obviously came here in 2017, extremely motivated on a one-year contract, a prove-it deal, and he was motivated to come play with Carson Wentz. Him and Carson Wentz got along really well. Then Carson Wentz got hurt, and Nick Foles stepped in, and all of a sudden, Alshon Jeffrey became a Super Bowl champion. He got hurt, and then when he came back, he wasn't as productive with Wentz in a quarterback, and then he started stealing himself again when Nick Foles came in last year, and that's when this whole shit started getting out of control. Oh, boy. So he was basically saying, he's like, oh, well, I'm I'm doing better with Nick Foles. You should probably look to trade Carson Wentz or something like that, or, or I don't want to yeah. play with Carson Wentz. He, is that an anonymous source that many people blank to be him? Mm-hmm. So you know, um, yeah, he has turned into apparently a complete dick, uh, and and one of the reasons why our offense wasn't working with him out there uh, because he he quit on routes apparently. Oh wow! Yeah. So, and I don't know if you noticed, as soon as he left that Giants game, our offense actually started picking up shit. <laughs> uh, and so, you, you know, I, I do get it. Uh, I am worried about the receiver position right now because all we have is Deshaun Jackson, who's always hurt. Uh, Whiteside, who I, I do think <coughs> that, the, that the team is a lot bullisher on Whiteside. That's a bad word. Um, More bullish, I think. More bullish. Um, or just bullish, I think. That sounds better. Okay, bullish. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, they, they are a lot more bullish on white side than the general public. The sense I get from the team is that with proper coaching, as you know, we do have a, a new wide receiver coach this year. Um, yeah, didn't you guys – did you guys fire Mike Groh or no? Yes, Mike Groh is fired. Mike Groh is not with the Indianapolis Colts, with Frank Reich. Ah, and Philip and uh, old can't keep it in his pants, Philip. Yeah, 
uh, who, who just needs two more kids to build a complete offensive football team. <laughs> I can't wait to go see him. I really hope that he doesn't get hurt or some shit. I am t- for people out there. I am going to the uh, Browns are playing the Colts in uh, Cleveland this year. Uh, I was going to go anyway, but this just adds more fuel to the fire because I really want to see Philip Rivers. That'd be cool. So there's been a question. Speaking of the NFL and schedule, let's kind of transition to this a little bit. Uh, there has been a question. I, I was watching uh, Mike Florio and Chris Sims with Peter King at Pro Football Talk uh, on Monday. Uh, and, Twitter's favorite analyst, Mike Florio. Yeah. Every, every fucking tweet that he has is always ratioed. It's hilarious. Because <laughs> of the amount of dumb shit that he says, everybody just has to reply and go, did you really just type that? Oh, I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he was talking with Peter King and they was talking about, you know, could the NFL delay the schedule because of COVID-19? Um, and Peter King said something that I found very interesting. Peter said, quote, they are not going to delay the schedule because of COVID-19. More than likely, they will delay the schedule because the NFC is so stacked, they can't find enough primetime games for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, because as we know now with the NFC, you got the Panthers, not the Panthers. What the hell am I talking about? You got the Bucks, the Saints. I think Atlanta will be better than people think this year. They started one and eight last year and finished seven and nine. They got hot at the end of the year. They also added Todd Gurley. I think Atlanta will be a little bit better than they were last year. Uh, you got, you know, my Eagles, the Cowboys. Hell, I think the Giants could even get a primetime game this year. I think they're starting to come of age a little bit. You didn't uh, even mention yeah. Seattle, L.A., or uh, not L.A. anymore. They're probably not going to be a factor. Well, uh, yeah. the whole NFC West, in my opinion, because the Rams are still going to be good with Jared Goff, I believe, and Sean McVay, who is an above-average yeah. coach. And they'll have like new, they'll have a new logo and a new stadium that should probably help them unless they're really unless the entire league figured out Sean McVay and he's really just cooked as a coach, oh not not cooked as a coach but like kind of like oh shit I got to do more, um, yeah I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals are not going to be much watch for DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. God, all the let me just say to the people. Anything that has happened in 2020 so far, we're not even four months in. It feels like it's happened three years ago. Yeah. I literally I, felt like – I literally feels to me like DeAndre Hopkins got traded like six months ago, and it was really what, like a week and a half? Right. I mean, is this by far the craziest year we've ever had? Yeah. Well, well, do you mean in our, in our lives? the year, in, like, in recent memory. Let's do oh, it. in recent memory? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because obviously for us – no matter what, unless some crazy shit happens in the future involving nuclear weapons, the, the, as long as we're alive, like, I know we probably don't remember it, uh, even though there's some people like who are like our age that say that they do, but I don't believe them. Uh, nine, 2001 and 9-11 is always going to be the biggest year that shit, because that's when everything did change. I mean, say it sound cliche, but, you know, that really is. It's when pretty much a lot of our freedoms went away. So that's bigger than this, obviously. Well, I mean, in a way, is it? I mean, yeah. I mean, nine eleven happened. You know, really, only one day. I know it changed a lot, but they, they, you know, nine eleven didn't impact society. I would argue almost as big as this. Nine eleven didn't shut down sports. You know, yeah, it did. 
you know, 9-11 didn't really shut down society. Dude, yes, it did. I mean, it had, for a week it did, but, you know, this, that yeah. was, this isn't a fire. Yeah, that wasn't a virus. Again, for a week, not for like a month, two months, three months. Oh, yeah. Gonna go on. But look at what happened after. You have to go through metal detectors everywhere you go. You can't bring shit into a stadium. You can't bring fucking shampoo bottles onto your carry-on at the airport. That's under two. That's uh, over two and a half ounces or some shit. It's it's stupid. Again with the airlines and saying, "Oh, sorry, you got to check that." Why? Because I don't want to throw out an entire bottle of shampoo. Fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I remember. I remember. Uh, I was telling my, uh, you know, I have a foster brother, a younger brother, and he was born in 2003, and I was born in 1999. And I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, you used to be able to go to the airport. Because me and my grandpa used to go to the airport, and we would watch the planes take off from inside the airport. It was really cool because I was like one and a half. And then I remember we just weren't allowed to do it anymore because it was, it was after 9-11. But I didn't know that at the time. Uh, but I told I told him I'm like I'm like yeah you could you used to be able to just go to the airport you could go hang out at the airport for a day if you want and he didn't believe me so if there's that you know that that shit changed where like you know you're pre and the Patriot Act and all that stuff so yeah that was way bigger than that was way bigger than this come on all right well with that also international yeah. travel real quick. You can't get across Canada anymore without a passport. You used to just show your ID and they'd be like, oh, you're from Ohio, eh? Cleveland, eh? Yeah. Okay, have fun. Enjoy Canada. That's all that you do. They just go up there and show your IDs and just be like, okay, have fun. Now you got to have a passport, all that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's going to wrap it up today for my interview with Andrew Becker. Tomorrow on the podcast, I part two of my interview with Andrew Becker as we try to make it through this coronavirus pandemic. I hope you, all you guys are doing this. And make sure you have it locked right here on the Brunswick Podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.